0: Hey there, folks. It's Joe Public. It's Tuesday night. You've tuned into the public record here on Radio Nope. And uh, yeah, it's yet another week. Time has continued to pass. The sun has continued to rise daily and then do its thing at the other end of the day where it sets. And, you know, in between stuff happens, life happens. Um, sometimes that life is good, sometimes it's bad. You just don't know. It's kind of like tuning into this radio show. Maybe I'm going to play some great music. Maybe I'm going to play some stuff that makes you want to find me and hurt me. I hope that um, it's the first one, not the second one. Anyway, I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to play some music. Uh, I'm going to talk. That's what happens here on the public record. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Every day Every night time I find
0: mr nick Lowe with cracking up um that's off the labor of lust album um which is basically a rock pile album so you've got billy bremner nick Lowe, dave edmonds um and oh shoot is it pick withers so the drummer was that the guy was the drummer in the dire straits that got replaced by the guy from rock pile i i don't remember anyway it's basically a rock pile record um the The band Rockpile kind of con- existed as a band and played live and, you know, considered themselves a band long, long before they ever got to record under that name. And the problem was, is basically everybody in the band was under contract with different labels and their different labels wouldn't uh, cooperate on... Well, which label gets to release these records, and who gets a piece of it, and all that kind of stuff. So, that's why there's only one Rock Pile album. Fun fact. Uh, before that, The Clash, Train in Vain. Pretenders did Mystery Achievement, um, which has, like, one of my favorite guitar solo lick things ever in it. It's the, the wonder of Mr. James Honeyman Scott, right there. And the Paul Collins beat with Rock and Roll Girl. That's that's what you got for that first set. I am Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope. It is Tuesday night. It is the last Tuesday night of August in this year 2021. Yeah. How did that happen? I, I think I said the other to someone the other day, I, at this time last year, I felt it was the 7,000th of March. Um... And that kind of continued all the way through twenty twenty. Um, this year has just scooted by. It's weird. Uh, time, time, what a concept! It's an interesting concept that I am not intelligent enough to pick apart. So there you go. <laughs> I got no theme tonight. I am. Um, I do have a little thing I'm going to do a bit later. Um, in the midst of the show, but, um, once I get all up here with the winging things, what should not be wung, um, if you hear that click-clack in the background, that is my dog, um, my dog, whose name is Sydney, um, and, um, like any pet that you've had for a long time, she has accumulated many, many, many names, um, one of hers is Princess Click-Clack Von Bottom. so... There you go. <laughs> she's looking at me like she's not happy. I just told the whole interweb she's got a terrible and an embarrassing nickname. Oh well. Life goes on. Um how about some Devo? Yeah.
1: It's all in my drawings.
0: there's something i don't do very often uh play the velvet underground yeah i'm not a, i'm i people who know me well know i'm i'm I like have a like lou reed in general is kind of like a rock in my shoe um mostly i can't stand anything by him um but there's a handful of things it's it's one of those like broken clocks right twice a day kind of deals. I happen to really love that song. And it's one of the examples I use whenever somebody says, Oh, I hate that band. I'm like, really? Like everything they do. Cause that happens. I mean, there, there are bands that, that are artists that, that people just, you know, like they just rub you the wrong way. They're like fingernails on a chalkboard all the time. Um, I have friends who are feel that way about rush. Um, I don't get it. They can't stand the sound of Getty Lee's voice, and so everything by rush bothers them. Um, and so yeah, it happens that you you just you hate a band or you hate an artist. but generally speaking, I think like everybody who's who's a big fan who's a music fan, some not a casual listener, but somebody who actually has a, has a collection of music and 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 thinks about music way more than the average person. Um, they're going to be able to find a song, um, or maybe several songs by that artist that they kind of like, or they really like, like in that case, I really, really like rock and roll by the Velvet Underground. That's a cool song. There's a couple of Lou Reed solo things that I feel that way about. Um, but yeah, mostly don't, don't want, do not want. Uh before that Love and Rockets with Yin and Yang the Flowerpot Man. Um massively underrated tune. Um I remember when that album that 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 was on um came out and it's got you know all kinds of cool stuff on it and that record just got nope. Like it got a collective nope from and not radio nope but a no thank you from uh the general public. And I, I think it was frustrating for the band. Um, but there you go. It happens, it happens, man. But I, I dig that song. Uh, being a professional, uh, again with the tongue tied thing, I go in the bunny men, do it clean. Um, if I list the Bands I've seen perform the most—the scary number of times that I've seen Echo and the Bunnymen perform live—is truly crazy-making, um, and it's nuts too. Because as much as as a, as fantastic of a live band they that they were, every single time I went to see them, some miserable turd would do something that made me not want to associate with their fans. Like the ratio of dumb bro dudes who dug echo and the bunny men in the eighties um is was way too high for me but i kept going back because they were a great live band uh and devo started us off with gates of steel there we go you're listening to joe public on the public record on the in my usual tuesday night slot um and i don't know why why did i pick tuesday I have no idea. I've actually been doing Tuesdays um since I very first started here on Radio Note. Um and that's so weird. It's so random that it's Tuesday night. It just it's it's odd. Just one of those odd things. And yeah. So huh, some mysteries we we will never solve. Um, I ran across this particular song, um, by Boss Gags. Um that's right I said boss gags and I went oh that's a cool tune so I decided to play it so here you go now you get to hear it haha
1: so you got my number so you pin me now just yes, you grab- Radio NOPE
0: we have the first recorded instance of Ace Frehley singing on a Kiss song. And it came so late. Um, if you look at the songwriting credits on the first three albums Kiss did, which mm, other than Destroyer are arguably the, the best stuff they ever did. The and In particular, the first album, the songwriting credits that go to Ace are huge. He basically invented the sound of the band. And, um, the topics of the songs, Peter Chris mentioned this one time, uh, when he was not feeling so charitable towards Gene and Paul, um, he, he said that, uh, you know, the lewd ridiculousness of Paul Stanley singing cold gin, considering that Paul does not, and never has, doesn't drink alcohol and never has, um, Paul and Gene are both complete teetotalers. So all of their <clears throat> posturing about partying in the seventies was nonsense. And Peter pointed this out. And then, you know, so where does a, where does a lyric like that come from? Where does a topic like that come from? It, it comes from the guy who was one of the two heavy partiers in kiss and, and it's ace. and, I don't know. There's there's a part of me that would have loved to have heard the demo of Cold Gin with Ace singing it instead of uh Gene. I, I just I would have loved to have heard that. Anyway, that was Kiss. And before that, Led Zeppelin with the Lemon Song. Um, I play I play in this, I've mentioned this on the air before. I play in this band, this cover band, basically dad rock cover band. And um we played a private party over the weekend at a, um, homeowners association, like their pool, their annual end of the summer pool party that they throw for everybody in the association. And we've played at this event before. And, um, we play a fair amount of, of things like, you know, Led Zeppelin and ACDC and things like that. And so every once in a while you get one of these, um, dads who shouts out a song they want us to play and somebody shouted out, they wanted us to play the lemon song And I look around, and there there's like 150 kids under the age of nine, let's say. Would it go over their heads? Probably, but see, I have had a personal experience with. um, I was DJing, like live DJing for an event, um, and uh, I just you know played just played this like contemporary pop song, dance thing. I didn't really pay any attention to the lyrics. It's one of these things where like, oh, that's a cool song. I'm going to add that to my to my uh, library for when I DJ parties and things like that. And um, just totally oblivious to the fact that this song was filthy. And the song's like into the first verse and I've got like a phalanx of uh, soccer bombs right up at my DJ booth. Like, you need to take this off now. I'm like, what? I'm like do like, can't you hear? Don't you understand the lyrics to this song? And I'm like, what? What's going on? I'm like, oh, I'll change it. It's fine. But no, I don't. And then I went home, like, after the event. I'm like, I. Have, why were they so bent in a shape? And I listened to the song. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, it's like showing a slasher film at a children's birthday party. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it's going to go over their heads, probably not kind of traumatize them. But, you know, I stand by like any parent gets to say what they're, you know, what their kids going to consume. My philosophy as a parent was always, um, my kid could listen to any music or watch any movie or TV show that she wanted to. So long as I was comfortable ask, answering the questions that she might want to ask after viewing it. Um, that was my rule, and so she watched all kinds of stuff that, you know, but a, a couple of times when she had sleepovers, she's like, "Oh, Dad, can we watch?" Them? I'm like, N- "No, no," because I, I don't want to explain to your friends' parents why <laughs> we let you watch that stuff. So let's let's go to SpongeBob, kid. <sighs> anyway, before that, um, old old Fleetwood Mac, the Station Man before that and um boss with i'm easy started us off on that top of that set yep yeah there we go um we're we're an hour in um i'm gonna play one more set of kind of normal stuff and then i'm kind of i think i'm a. it might take us all the way out i got kind of something special coming and i figured it was it was best to do the special thing kind of late in the show you are listening to joe public on the public record thank you for tuning in i am live tuesday nights most tuesday nights right here and I appreciate you tuning in and uh, and listening, or you know, doing laundry or whatever while you're while I'm doing this in the background. This is Elvis Costello in the instructions. <laughs> Some Phil Manzanera on guitar That's Brian Ferry um, From one of his solo albums With a cover of The In Crowd One of my favorite All-time favorite um, cover songs Actually, just that version Amazing um, Brian Ferry had some magic Going for a while there Before that, Talking Heads Warning Sign English Beat did "Too Nice To Talk To And Elvis Costello and the Attractions excuse me, started us off with the beat. Um, the beat. Okay. Two things, two things on my mind. One, the whole ivermectin thing, actually three things on my mind. I'll start with this one, a whole ivermectin thing. It's cattle dewormer. It's not going to cure a virus. It's not going to protect you from a virus. If a human takes it, they're very likely going to shit out their stomach lining. That's not something I'm saying for effect. That's a thing that's actually happening to people. And there's a part of me, there's a big part of me who says, please shit yourselves to death because I would like you to exit the gene pool and the voter rolls as rapidly and quietly as possible. And... I don't really want you to get COVID um, and die from that because then you'll end up in a hospital and you, uh, as an infectious person, with a disease that you could pass on to the people who work in the hospital who are trying to save your stupid life. Um, and if you just crap your insides out of your butthole. Um yeah you'll end up in the morgue but you know you're not going to make anybody in the hospital sick so please yeah go ahead poop yourselves to death um i'm i'm all about that that's that's just great uh second thing on my list of <laughs> stuff i'm just beyond f- just tired of um and this is like this is nobody's well there's no single person i can point a finger at for this, but the the fires in California are once again completely out of hand. And I don't know, maybe if they destroy Lake Tahoe, one of the most beautiful places on earth, maybe if that happens, people will care enough to actually, in, in our state government, will care enough to actually do something about it instead of just kowtowing to nitwit overly zealous environmentalists who don't understand forest management at all. Um and in, you know in general I'm I'm on board with most aspects of the environmental music m- music movement like almost all of them. But this nitwit nonsense about the fact that you know, you just have to let the the you just have to let the forest be the forest. Well, here's the thing. Here's a here's a real important thing. Human beings have fundamentally changed the environment. We're not changing it. We're not having an influence on it, our presence and our massive population and our ginormous industry has changed the planet. So your natural environment that you're trying to protect isn't natural. Hasn't been for a very, very long time. And if you don't understand that human beings that caused that Have to then intervene to manage it so it doesn't fall apart. Um, Wow, you're just, you're just, you're as dumb as the people who are going to poop themselves to death from taking ivermectin. That's okay. (sighs) I kind of felt good to get that off my chest. Like say it out loud, have it out there on the record, the public record. See what I did there. The other thing though, and this isn't an angry rant, this is so last week, I went on the air and we're talking about uh, the death of Charlie Watts. Um, This week we got another, had another blow right after that one. Um, And it may not be one that you're familiar with. Um, Lee Scratch Perry, who is almost single-handedly responsible for the evolution of um, reggae music, from ska to, to reggae. Um, He was a mentor to Bob Marley. He was an innovative record producer and recording engineer uh, and a professional nut, (laughs) like a professional nut job. Um, He passed away at 85. And it's kind of funny. I said last week, like I was when the, the notice of Charlie Watts death was was popping up online. I was like, wow, he was 80. Like, that surprised me. I I mean, I knew he was not a young man, but I thought, 80, wow. Whereas, like, Lee Scratch Perry was 85, and honestly, I thought he'd existed since the dawn of time. Like, I figured he was a few hundred thousand years old. Um, Not that he was, like, old and decrepit or anything, but he, like, when he was young, he acted like a weird old dude. Um. So it was just kind of weird. it was kind of funny to me. So I was like, wow, oh, he was only eighty five. It was just the opposite of my reaction to Charlie Watts passing. so so um I am a big reggae fan and I am a big fan of Dub and a big fan of Mr. Lee Scratch Perry. so I am gonna play me some of Lee Scratch Perry. This is so he he um throughout his his career, he took on all kinds of pseudonyms. For himself and nicknames and this song is actually like his was his calling card for a while this song is called i am the upsetter <laughs>
2: Gem two. We burn evil, we burn feeble, and we burn demons.
1: Radio Nob.
3: I mean we each fell but we see it
2: Panic, 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 panic Italian government, panic, panic Cuban government, international panic, universal panic, Babylon panic, and Babylon panic, never get away from I, never get away from me, we never get No one ever get away from her I am the police. I am the upsetter, thieves. I am the upsetter, soldiers. International panic, universal panic. Hippie girls, funny. Reggae boys, funny. Reggae girls, funny. Supersonic, funny. Dynamic, funny. DJs, funny. Rappers, funny.
0: That, my friends, was Lee Understand?
2: Scratch...
0: Oh. <laughs> I should learn better. I should know better. I've been listening to Lee Perry since I was a kid, and I should know better than to not wait for him to be done because he always had that little extra bit at the end. That was Lee Scratch Perry with Panic in Babylon. I thought that was an appropriate one to end that little Lee Perry uh, tribute set to uh, to, uh the tribute set with um i mean what he's talking about is is multi layered one he's he's in character as the upsetter and uh the world is panicked at his madness, but he's also making a commentary on on the world just going crazy, and I think that's um timely and appropriate uh you know in if if you don't know if you don't know how reggae, there's certain, um, I don't want to say tropes. There's certain um, recurring themes that pop up in ska and reggae music and um, Jamaican ska and reggae music. Um, one is the term Babylon. Babylon means everything other than uh, the the promised land. Um, and so everyone to the to the Rastafarian everything is babylon the 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 uh, Rastafarians Jamaican Rastafarians adopted the um, Judeo Christian mythology about the the Jews being cast out of the promised land and being taken into exile and they adopt adapted that to the story of the African slaves being brought to the Americas And, um, that's what Babylon means. Babylon is everywhere other than the promised land. So the song before that war in a Babylon, that was a, another artist did the original version of that. And I, I, I totally block just like blanked on it, but that was a remix and kind of redo done by Lee Perry. Um, and it's one of my favorite songs. And I kind of dig that redo, um, King Tubby, another great icon, um, of the, the style a dub style, uh, collaborated with Lee Perry on the song before that, Blood of Africa. Rude Boy was before that, uh, No Bloody Friends uh, was the second song I played. That was the last song released, um, by Lee Perry before he passed away. So that was earlier this year that track was released, and it's it's kind of sad. Um, you listen to it, I mean. You, you can actually hear it's a sad old man uh, who's got no bloody friends, probably because they've all died on him. Um, and and that's, yeah, that's rough, but good, good track. Um, and then I am the upsetter, his, his theme. Um, I got a quote. Actually, I got to pull this up here. I had it up and then I was not. um Yeah, he, here's a quote he he was interviewed by in rolling stone magazine in 2010 he said being a madman is a good thing keeps people away when they think you're crazy they don't come around and take your energy um so yeah i can relate (laughs) anyway it's a little sad that he's he's gone um but um you know Hopefully that was a nice little sample of his music. And and granted, I didn't put a ton of effort to curate that. That was just some stuff I like that's been floating around in playlists that I have. So anyway, I'm Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record. I'm about done here. I've got a couple more songs to play. um, And then I'm out for the week. Um, I I hope you all have um, a good... And a safe Labor Day weekend. Um, hope you stay healthy and well and you don't get burned up in a fire. Um, weird things to say sometimes in past history. Not so weird right now. Um, and uh, yeah, don't take any horse dewormer. Okay? Okay? You promise? I'm Joe Public. I will be back here next week. Uh, hopefully. And um, maybe we'll we'll be slightly more organized. I don't know. I thought this show came off all right. Um, I got a couple songs to leave you with. This is a cool cover, um, unexpected cover by Super Chunk.
4: Nob